With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. edition of your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Bailey, how are you today? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are y'all? I'm good. It's My vacation is winding down, so I'm a little sad about that, but it's been a beautiful week here, so I guess I can't complain too much. Carissa, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I keep taking vacations. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right way to handle business. Thanks. So uh, we are going to get into, later on, uh, the ESPN put out their current top 25 players in the WNBA. We obviously took some exception to that, as I assume. I I saw plenty of people take exception to that online, so we decided to do our own. But before that, we're going to kind of go over some of the news from the week. Um, Honestly, just earlier today, before we were getting ready to record, uh, Indiana waived uh, Bree Hartley and signed Renaya Davis for the rest of the season. I think we, we often got kind of an interesting move, if nothing else. I think that this is the kind of move you like to see a team that's rebuilding do take a chance on a former – Renai was a first-round pick, I believe, correct, number, last year? Number nine overall. Yeah, and, and she got hurt, and, and, and there's still, like, a, a level of expectation for her because the talent is so real. It's just looking for an opportunity. So I, I'm fascinated by Indy, and I think that this is a good opportunity for her uh bailey you were the one that as you said before we went on uh had all your stock you pulled it out the closet and uh you she but anyone who's listened to us even going back to last year was like as you said but i remembered uh she was your pick for rookie of the year last year you were really high on her coming into the w so are you excited for this opportunity for her with the fever i am and i think they can give her i thought she was going to be a good fit in minnesota but i think the fever can give her a good opportunity to establish herself or reestablish herself I would say at this point and you know she'll bring a skill set that I think they can also really value and honestly like in my mind the future defensive versatility of the fever is actually terrifying yeah um what if if she's part of that if she if you add her to that core group of Angsler, Nalissa, Queen, Henny um and even if you keep Kelsey Mitchell, I, I, I mean, I think Kelsey Mitchell can still stay there. Maybe not when they get to their peak in their prime, but, you know, for the next two or three seasons um, while they figure things out, that's a scary defensive team in the making. Obviously, it may not look that way right now because they're all still rookies and figuring things out. Um, but they they have a really good amount of versatility there. And then the moving Hartley presumably opens things up more for Henny too, which I think is 
a great thing because she's shown me plenty enough that so she's a W level point guard. And I've said on here before, I think she'll eventually be a top half of the league point guard. So we'll see. But yeah, Renai Davis back on the court. Always a good thing in my book. Chris, are you as optimistic as Bailey is, or or what are your? Well, I, I don't. I, we didn't really talk whenever at, at the time that she got drafted. How? What were your thoughts on her coming out of college, and do you think that this is a good fit? Um, I'm actually not that high. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Renai Davis, being a Tennessee fan, mm-hmm. but I don't know what Indiana's doing. Like, how many three, four, like same body type athletes do you need? Like, I think people need to maybe move out if you're going to continue to add the same type of player. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see that, that side of the argument. I, I'm, I know that this is kind of like an issue that the Liberty had in 20, whenever they had so many young players and eventually it just kind of like it, it cost the development of some of them because you just couldn't develop them all at once. So I do understand your point in that regard. See, I just, it could be good though. Yeah, like, is it possible that she, like, in a lineup where it could be, like, hmm, I guess that is tough, right? Because does she theoretically play the same position as Emily Angsler? Because Emily already feels like a pretty big, small forward a lot of the time whenever she has to be out there. But, like, if you're going to, if you ideally want to pair Emily with Queen and and Melissa, like, I see what you're saying. It, It can get, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting how they utilize it all. And they won't be able to utilize it all at once. But, like, I guess more of my train of thought of is there if there's any team with opportunities to be found, it's Indy. Sure. But it, it's also a situation where I don't think she'll have to do anything. Um, I mean, anything, like – beyond what she we know she's good at and that's not a bad thing but like you know she can emerge in that roster by just simply still being good at what she's good at and then any extra development is just a plus that, that I guess that's more of what I was thinking no that's, that's I, fair yeah I mean I'm still very high on it but I also do understand what y'all are saying and I, I'd love I actually love that we have dissenting opinions on this yeah so, sometimes we become too much of an echo chamber because we're all agreeing on things so it's kind of nice to be a little bit different in terms of news t- we're, we're recording this before the trade deadline has passed i believe it's about five o'clock this evening um i think it's eight o'clock oh is it that late okay i, I didn't know eight I th- o'clock. okay either way it, it seems that not much is happening at least as of right now um a lot of eyes were on dallas because i mean alicia gray it feels like she's the type of player that could have been moved or whether it's Izzy making comments about the coaching staff on Twitter or her, her role. TikTok. Yeah. Yes. I saw it on Twitter, but you're right. It was a TikTok. I'm old and don't, don't forget, first go to TikTok. Um, and then uh, Charlie being untagged and things and kind of being a little bit that left so, off. And then that was so weird. Year. Yeah. So they, they've seemed ripe for a move all year. Uh, Christina Williams did report that um, at least for now, Alicia Gray is not going anywhere. It seems that she will be, targeted to be moved in the off season. So obviously I think that is something that will be, she'll be highly sought after and, and should be, I think that, I mean, Dallas just doesn't make the most of anybody. It seems like, so getting her in a place where, where they can actually make the most of her, I think would be 
very interesting because she took such a leap this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's on all of our top 25 lists this on this podcast. So definitely would like to see her get somewhere else. Other than that, um, I think the Skyler market is still pretty complicated, and I don't think anything's going to happen there, given how complicated it is, as much as I would like to see her get as far away from Phoenix as possible right now, given the way that situation has devolved. I don't, I don't like, do you, Bailey, do you think we're going to see anything this evening? I don't think we'll see anything major. Mm-hmm. I would lean towards at this point not seeing anything at all, but still got some time left. Um, to your point about Alicia, I think literally every team, every other team in the W will probably contact Dallas about her. She is the type of player on and off the court that I think could fit seamlessly on literally any team. Mm-hmm. Um my bias says bring her to LA, obviously, but um, build around her next year when everybody's a free agent. But anyway, um, she could realistically go anywhere and be an impact player from day one and fit seamlessly into anything and elevate what any coach is able to do. Like you throw her in Atlanta and they have they get a huge boost on both sides. You put her in New York huge boost on both sides like there's teams from top to bottom like if she found her way to your Connecticut son good lord like yeah. there's just teams like at every tier that would benefit there's not a single team in my opinion that would be like nah we don't need Alicia Gray like I Chicago I, I would talk about how the sky are so deep they take Alicia Gray in a heartbeat like yeah, no, I think I think it's fascinating. I, I do find it funny that we are talking about like these trade ideas whenever. Obviously, this podcast is not going to come out the same day that we're recording it, so it'll be coming out. And some of this may sound dated. As we're going on, I've been keeping up with the rumors that are kind of out there right now. I saw that uh, it was reported that, as you said, my son are interested in Bria Hartley. I'm not quite sure how they would find who they would wave to bring her in, but you know who needs to be interested in Bria Hartley? Who's that? The Las Vegas Aces. That could be that's, interesting. That's all I have to say. Krista, do you think we're going to see anything? Any fireworks? Yep, I'm ready. Oh, you think we're going to see some? Got any predictions? No, I just know it's going to happen. Well, Corey, I don't know about you, but I've heard the woman is always right. So something's going to happen. It's official. I hope so. I I always want Krista to be right. And absolutely in this case, because we could use something, we could use like a little bit of a, the, the season's in a really good place right now with just around like 10 to 15 games left, but um, we could use a little bit of jump to everything and, and kind of get this like a, a little bit more excitement going into the playoffs and even some the, chaos. We could use some chaos. Um, yeah. Last night, last night was chaotic enough, but we need, we need more. We'll talk about it. Talk about it. Oh, well. This is going to be coming out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday night, there was a lot of chaos. We had the the Mercury and Mystics just seemed to want to fight all night. You know, DT threw Ariel Atkins to the ground. There was the incident with Sophie and Maisha Hines-Allen that was heard around the Twitter world. But what's crazy is the refs made the – biggest call on the softest part when I did y'all see the video of Elena and Skyler 
It was yeah. like the most adorable thing. Elena's like, I know you, Skyler. We're good. Like, I know you. <laughs> and then the ref's like, Tech, like what? But um, but yeah, I mean, it was very chaotic and overall very interesting to see the reactions and responses to that. And I, I didn't watch the Mystics and Mercury game live because I was watching the Sparks game. But, like, I think last night was a very bad showing for WNBA officials. This whole season has not been great. But last night was a particularly bad night from what I hear. And uh, that's a whole different story. We could we could do a whole pod just talking about the officiating crews. But uh, not not a good showing for the officials last night. No. No, it's. It, I feel like that's something we. Yeah, like you said, we could talk about it any time on this pod because it feels like I'm not one to typically gripe about officials. I feel like a lot of fans in, in any sport do that far too often. But uh, there is a certain level of incompetency that we we have been dealing with this season. So I, I do understand. But now to the fun stuff. And if you were talking about chaos before, um, ranking players always seems to get people mad and upset and agendas and all that fun stuff. It's the people going. It really does get the people going, Bailey. So you said you have the the 25 that was put out by ESPN. Yes. Why don't you get us started by giving their list? So ESPN's list, and they had arguments for each one, but I, I don't have all that. I've just got the list. You want to go from the bottom up or top to bottom? Do bottom up. All right. So starting at 25, they have Ryan Howard, Kelsey Mitchell, Sue Bird, Kalia Copper, De'Erica Hamby, and Chelsea Gray. That's the first five. Then you get into the 20. You have Alicia Gray, Era Atkins, Arike Gumbuale, Emma Miesemann, Alyssa Thomas, Jewel Lloyd, Jackie Young, Bree Jones, Elena Deladon. And in the top 10 are Sabrina Ionescu, Skylar Diggins Smith, Courtney Vandersloot, Sylvia Fowles, Kelsey Plum. Then the top five are Candace Parker, Neka Gumake, John Cole Jones, Asia Wilson, and Brianna Stewart. It, it's a list. It's uh, it, it's funny. I think that whenever you whenever you first sent it to the group, I, I immediately was like, it was funny just the things that we each of us were reacting to, right? Because yes. I knew exactly where your mind was going. The same place it always goes, um, which is the slander, Sue Bird. I I immediately wow. jumped. I mean, let's be real. And uh, mine was, man, did they did they rate some of? I feel like not that I I I hate when people say you don't watch, but uh, sometimes I feel like people don't watch the Connecticut Sun because I think a lot of those those rankings were just incorrect overall. So um, good and bad. Uh, So and we'll get into that as we go along. But I thought it was interesting. Just the percent. I sometimes forget how different my perception is than other fans and i don't know why that is but yeah i, I thought it was uh it was a list yeah, yeah. um the, the, who, and there was also they they listed that because this was this is like an ongoing list they update i guess twice a year and they, they had some names that had fallen out as well uh and it, it's funny whenever you look at the names that they had as falling out I, I don't really think that i even did i consider any of no i did not consider any of them for the list so i thought that was kind of funny is that it was- being it was Tina Charles, Dewana Bonner, Kayla McBride, Diana Tarasi. Who else was on the list? Natasha Howard and Liz Cambage. 
<laughs> I will tell mm-hmm. you that. Uh, so my twenty-five is not. It's certainly in a different order, and I, so I guess we're. I figure we would start with the top and work our way down because I think that I think as it goes on, it will be, it, we will get more different. I think we're probably pretty close on the top five, if not in the exact order. Probably pretty close in, in terms of who we have there. Um, so I would, but I will ask this question first. Is there anybody from the original list that did not make your 25 at all? Carissa? No, I I kept the same 25. I just moved them around. Okay. Bailey, how many people fell out of your top 25? One, almost two. I almost had two drop out of my list. Um, came very, very close to dropping two. So Subert is off your list, correct? Yes, it was off my list. No kidding. Uh, I did also drop one person. It was not Sue. We will get into that as we go along. Yeah, like, and and honestly, like, I did this and tried my best not to overthink it. But I'm sitting here looking at it and, like, the person who didn't drop, I moved to 25th. And I could possibly move them down even further and not feel too bad about it. But let's do it. Okay. I'll start with you, Bailey. Who are your top five? All right. I agreed with Stewie and Asia one and two. It was a toss up. Uh, Y'all know I love Asia and her development, especially as an all around player. But I do feel that Stewie has a slight edge uh, this year. And that's really close. Like it's more like 1A, 1B. Myself, and this may look kind of bad given her game last night, but I went with Candace at three. Those are my top three MVP caliber players. Um, the ESPN part talked about John Quill's like role in the sun. Um, and y'all know I love John Quill. I think she's incredible talent. Um, but this year at this current moment, I feel like she's a little lower on the list. So I, I moved her down. I kept Neko fourth. Felt like that was right. Um, and I did put John Quill at five because I do think those five are – there's like a a tier swap after five. I think those five, and then there's a, a next tier. Yeah, so, and maybe this is because I'm a fan of the team. I think I might, and we'll see whenever we get to Chris, but I think I might be the harshest critic on Jonquil. She's not in my top five. I think that whether it be her fault, not her fault, but like she's not playing to the same level that she was last year, and that was obviously a tough level to, to repeat, but it's enough that I think that other players have surpassed her in my eyes um, just for the time being. So like, I, cause I was trying to base it solely on this year, not necessarily on, well, that was the MVP last year. Like, I, like, I don't think that's the right way to handle it. So uh, I have Asia one. I, I, like you said, I, you, I could see either way. I think that it is extremely close, but I think that I like, I think her numbers slightly like in terms of scoring and assists are, are mostly lower than Stewie's because of how much more talent there is on that team. So I, I think that that kind of really, really changes things for the, t- for the, for the production. Like obviously the, the aces play at such a faster pace, but I also think that they, they, there's so many more mouths to feed. So I think the fact that the stats are even comparable is pretty impressive to me. So I have Asia one, I have Stewie two. I also have Candace three. I, I made the case for her as my MVP uh, on our pod last week, and and I stand by that. I, I think that she's been absolutely phenomenal, even with the rough game last night. Um, I have NECA four. 
I like like you said, I think that that to me is the tier of MVP. Like that those four right there. So I, I think that that was pretty unassailable. And for my fifth, I have Kelsey Plum. I know I, I, I down talked her a little bit when we were going into All Star and stuff like that, but I just think the scoring tear that she has been on with I, and these are not updated for last night, I don't believe, but the sh- shooting splits of 44, 43, and 82, it's just absurd. Like, that's that's astounding. I, I, I just, to me, she, while I think Asia is the MVP of the team, the explosion of both guards this year uh, is why they, I, I, like, I didn't take them seriously as a contender coming into this season because I thought with the new coach, it would be tough for them to kind of maintain that level. I thought it would take time. I thought Becky was going to be great, but I thought it would take time. And instead, both Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young have taken enormous steps forward. And I, I think that they've cemented themselves in this kind of conversation. Yeah, I agree. So who are your five, Carissa? Um, so I don't have the list like in front of me, so I just took notes on it. But I said, whatever the order is, I said I will put NECA in front of JJ, as well as Candace and KP. So Candace at three, NECA at four, KP at five, JJ at six. Okay. And who's your one and two? Do you have Asia or Brie one or two? Okay, but the same. Okay. okay. So I'll start. At, I'll start with you next. So you said you have John Quell at six. What are? Do you have any other movement in your top ten? Um. Nope. Okay. Cool. Bailey, what is what is your six through ten? I actually have a lot of movement. I think uh, I do too. Right through here. So. Um. You know, we've talked before about different types of players we value, mm-hmm. and I do think that had a lot of impact here um, because, obviously, I, you know, you try to be objective and things, but there are just things that I naturally value over others. Um, so they had – you had Kelsey Plum five. Mm-hmm. They had Kelsey Plum six. I actually have her seven, and I have her behind Sloot. I, I, I just feel like Sloot was too low. Um, I value what she does for the best team in the league. And I know the numbers don't necessarily look that good, but like, I didn't even look at numbers when I did this. And that may be a misstep to admit that, but like kind of went off my eye test in my mind. And so I have Sloot and then KP. And then I, I swapped, um, I put Skylar next and then I put Syl and I kept Sabrina at 10. I did feel like she has emerged into the top 10, but I couldn't quite put her over anyone yet. So, and that, and again, let me, let me clarify. Like, I'm not saying Kelsey Plum is bad and she's been incredible, but like her play style and my, and to me, like it's tough to gauge the value. Cause sometimes I see it being just as much as a detriment seems like to the aces. And um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen Sloot be a detriment to the sky as like often like there's been a couple times but yeah so i'll put sleep over kp so i know it sounds like i hate the sky very often (laughs) i don't and I, i i hope that me regularly saying that i think that salute is the best passer i've ever seen in either league makes up for the fact that i don't currently have her in my top 10 that feels really bold. Yeah, I just – it's a large drop in assists from last year, like, noticeable. And some of that's because of how well-oiled the machine is, how how well-balanced they are. And, I like, sometimes I make too big of a deal with stats. I, I, I totally get it. But 
11 points, 3.9 rebounds, 6.3 assists, one steal. Like, obviously, I think she does more than the stats indicate. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I do think that just other people have done better so far this year. If you ask me, like, to go, like, combine the last two seasons, I, I, I think, I think Salute has a case for, like, top six or seven. So, like, I, I, I it's, I just think that if we're going on the last, like, 25 games or so, I, I don't think she's a top 10 player right now. I think she obviously has that ability, but right now I'm just a little bit more down on her than usual. Uh, six, I have Skylar Diggins Smith. I think she's been the best. Like, I have Kelsey Plum ahead of her right now just from the impact she's had so far, but I think that at ceiling, I think Skylar Diggins-Smith is still the best guard in the league. Um, so I, I have her at six. Right, Her and Kelsey Plum were neck and neck for me, and I think that it's mostly because Skylar got off to a slower start. I think that by the end of the season, I would probably flip that. Uh, I have John Quell at seven. I obviously love John Quell. She's, she's been great for my team, but not quite where she was last year. I have Jackie Young at eight, and I, I think that that's just because she brings it so much on both ends of the floor that it really impresses me. I have still nine, which feels low, but also... Where I have her. Yeah, it, it's 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 not even that it's wrong. It's just thinking of Sylvia Fowles as a borderline top ten player just feels weird. It does feel weird, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. And then I have... Uh, I have Sabrina Ionescu at 10. So I, maybe it's weird to have her over. Like, I just think that on, 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 like on balance, I think she's been better than salute this year. And like, maybe I'm projecting forward because I think that the, the explosion is going to continue. It didn't in the first game back from the break against my son. But uh, I just, the triple, like the triple doubles are like an easy, like catch all counting, like highlight thing that I think gets overused, but it, it, like the fact that she's averaging seven point two rebounds as a guard is just absurd. Like, uh, like it's so it's not even about like that. It's uh, like the triple doubles. It's about the fact that her game is so varied and she is able to do like she's able to do so much. She's averaging the same assists as Courtney Vandersloot, which is not something I would have thought about coming into the season. You know what I mean? Like because we think of Sloot as like the A one, the, the 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 they'll always lead the league in assists, and and the fact that it's it's closer than it used to be. It is kind of interesting to me. Actually, after the games last night, she's actually ahead of salute and assist. Only yeah. slightly, but it's weird. Uh, so, obviously, it, it's a, about a little bit of everything. I just think her game is a little bit more complete at this point. You want to keep us going, Corey? You want sure. to do 11 through 15? Yeah, so I have Alyssa Thomas at 11, and I know, I know, I know I will be the highest of anyone on Alyssa Thomas, I'm sure. Because well, I I just think that most people outside of Connecticut would think that she's probably like who don't watch Connecticut as religiously probably don't think that she's as great as as I think that as I'm going to make the case for like I just did for Salute at twelve so they're those two are right there for me because their their numbers aren't always going to tell you the full story but they are the entire hub of a team at times and I think that 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 matters um, so yeah Salute is at twelve I have Kalia Copper at thirteen I think that if she had played the full season she might actually be in that top ten I, I think she's absolutely phenomenal and I think that. You're going to watch again. We saw it in the playoffs last year. I think we're going to see it this year that whenever the lights are on brightest, she's going to explode and take over. Uh, this is higher than I think most people. And I have Kelsey Mitchell at 14. I think if she was on a good team, not only would these numbers continue, but she would get the respect that she deserves. Uh, like 19 points on 44, 43, 88 shooting splits. She's not like one of these gunners that I hate around the league, and, and you'll see in my r- rankings later, where if you're not efficient, I, I'm going to dock you. Like, I, I think that 
it's not really cool to average a high scoring total if you're hurting your team by taking far too many shots. That's not Kelsey Mitchell. She's absolutely fantastic and, and on a better team would be getting all of the accolades. And then I have Elena Deladon at 15. I think that when she's on the court, she's extremely like she's still one of the best players in the league, but health matters to me. Availability matters. I know that's cliche, but I can't have you higher if you're going to miss like every other game. It's like the Kawhi Leonard effect in the NBA. I think he's one of the top five players, but I can't have him there because he misses so much time. I like it. Interesting, Corey. Very interesting. I think that's our first uh, real big curveballs yeah. in there. But I mean, saw your opinion. I obviously mine is going to be very different. I wouldn't say I disagree with your perception i just don't see it the same way but uh carissa who you got at 11 through 15 i don't have any movement until i think starting at 17 okay let me go ahead and just set that in stone so for those of you that maybe forgot that means you have edd Bree jones jackie young jewel lloyd at and emma meeseman correct yep who's 18 18 is Arrow Atkins on ESPN's okay, list. Yeah, that's when it starts. All right, cool. So then you have Arike at 17 still? No. Okay, so it starts at 17, like you said. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so my 11 through 15, I do have some movement. Um, I still have Elena at 11. Um, I, I agree with your analysis of her health, Corey, and I think that is completely valid. However, when she is on the court, she is – Absolutely. Still, still so good. Um, and, you know, I love the Mystics anyway. Um, so I am a little little bit of a homer there. But she's still just so good. I expect everything she shoots to go in. And, you know, she's still banging down low and active. And, you know, it's more precautionary than it has been in previous years. And I, I have no issue with that. Um, to be fair, if I – like, so – I, I docked her for it, but if she was healthy, I, I think she's a legitimate top ten lock. So like, yeah, uh, I'm maybe I'm I'm using that as more of a, a downgrade than I than I maybe should or that most would. It's just that that you say you said earlier we value different things, and to me that that is one of those things that I value more. Yeah, uh, in my twelve spot, I moved Jackie up a spot. I love her development as a shooter, as a scorer. Uh, playmaker all around play like I know we talked about before about how getting her away from Bill pretty much opened things up for her and this has always been who she is and I I really like that I love her two-way impact as well I flip-flopped on this one back and forth a little bit but I put AT at 13 Um, that's two spots higher than ESPN had her I do think that she is been very important for keeping Connecticut where they are and afloat. I know people have their uh, knocks against her and I am okay with that, but I, I tossed back and forth between her and where she wanted to go. Cause I have Bree Jones right next behind her. I think her impact has been incredible. Um, that's down a little bit from ESPN, but I, I had to put her there. I definitely feel like she's still in this category. And then on the on number 15, I went with Kalia Copper. I just think that that's just where she's at on the list. I think she'd be higher with more games played, like you said. Um, but I, I think she'll continue just 
skyrocketing. I I thought having her at 22 on their list was insane. Um, her her shooting, you know, is still she's shooting more threes I think than she shot almost ever. I think one season she's had higher, connecting at a good rate, but still, just the way she gets to the rack, the way she gets inside and finishes, the defensive impact. I think just she's so important, and I just think her importance and skill cannot be overstated. So she rounds out my top fifteen. I'm just going to rant a little bit because like I, I will get to bring Jones in my next group. I'm still just, again, like I said, I don't, I don't like saying that who, who watches what or what have you. I can't understand how you would have Bree Jones ahead of Alyssa Thomas. If, like, even if you just watch Connecticut sun games, which you would have to do to get the difference there. They're not the same level of impact of a player. It's, it's just, it's not, it doesn't compute to me. I, I appreciate the scoring that she provides, but it's, it's not the same. So I, I don't understand how you could, how they could have her as high as they did. I don't quite get it either. I have them right beside each other and I did go back and forth for a little bit, but at the end of, at the end of my thought process, just AT's overall impact is, is too great. And I had her over Jackie for a minute. I brought, I flipped them back around like that. Those three, were really hard for me to order. Um, I feel good about what I did. I feel like maybe Bree Jones and Kai are right neck and neck too. Um, but the Brianna Jones' development over the last two and a half, three seasons is incredible. And this year, from when I've seen them play, I try to watch every game. I haven't watched all of them, but. It's one of the better defensive years I can remember her having. I talked last year about her footwork improving. This year it's improved even further on both ends of the court. Her help defense has been fantastic, and the efficiency is still there. I just – I. it's weird because it feels like putting her any higher, any lower would be too high or too low. Uh She's really kind of hard to judge, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think she should be out of the top 15. I have her at 20, but I'm, I'm a little hard on her. Like, it's just like, you're right. Her footwork has gotten better and her defense has gotten better. I just, and maybe it's because this is all that she's asked to do most of the time, but other than scoring, she doesn't, doesn't really do anything on the offensive end of the ball. Whereas I feel like, players like uh, these other players are and it's not even just Alyssa Thomas I know I'm biased there with because she's like my favorite player but like all these other players that are ahead of that I have ahead of her on our list are doing something with playmaking or doing something like with rebounding first center like to only have what she has I think four rebounds a game I think it's five like 4.9 and I understand that they're they're a big team and there's a lot of rebounding on the team but like that's not that to me, that's just not enough. Like, like she, she's four point seven, so she's tied with Courtney Williams. Like, okay, but I have a counterpoint to that. Sure. From my perspective, when I watch the Sun, I see her do a lot of things in those areas that don't directly result in stats. Like, I see her set a lot of great screens. Mm-hmm. I see her box out on nearly every possession, which often leads to an open rebound for her teammates. Like. 
I see your point, but I also just think that there is more of an impact there that, and I'm not saying you don't watch, but I'm saying the average person may not know because they don't watch. Yeah. And, and I'm probably being too harsh and I, I like, cause I like Brie a lot. I know this podcast does not make it sound like I like Brie at all, but I, I do. It's just, I, if I'm thinking of a top 15 player in the league, I don't think it's someone who plays the role that she does. I, I just don't. And, and that's probably unfair. It probably has to evolve a little bit, but yes, I like, do. yeah, I, I, I haven't like, and maybe I'll feel differently next year whenever she's on a different team and I'm actually seeing her as the, the full-time starting center, because I do think that is what she's going to be next year somewhere else. But right now I, I just think that it's it, it's a little bit out of that realm so carissa you, i've rambled plenty and bailey corrected me a little bit what are your thoughts on 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 my rant and and where Bree jones stands in, in the league right now um i agree with your rant i think she's kind of forgetful sometimes yeah i like i know she's good I just think there's players that are better. I think that's what it boils down to, right? I don't really even think that it's necessarily an indictment of her. I think it's more just, I think the league's super talented. And I think that we're overrating big scoring off the bench. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like it though. These are all we have these discussions. So Chris, you said this is where you start to change things up a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, 17 through 25. So start us with your, who do you have at 16? Who was it? Emma. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know, like, their numbers because the list is in front of me, but Sue is 25. Okay. And then I put Kelsey and Ryan above Sue. And then I would put Ariel Atkins and Alicia Gray above Arike. So, I I don't know, like, what order that puts them in, but. And then I... That, that I think the only person that you left off then from the group that's there is Dierka Hamby. Okay, so she's where oh, she's at then. Okay, okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back through that. Let's go back through that. Make sure I wrote this down correctly because I want to make sure I'm following you. So Sue is 25. Mm-hmm. Ryan is 24. And then Kelsey Mitchell was 23. Is that right? That's what you said. Yes, for for now, right now. All and right. then I said I would put Ariel Atkins and Alicia Gray above Arike. So what does that leave Arike? So that's 17, 18, 19. Okay. So then we've got 20, 21 and 22. Who's in there? Talia Copper, and Eric Hamby, and Chelsea Gray are the three on the ESPN list. Okay. Um... I would put, so keep them the same. So write these down and then I'll tell you where to put such and such because Arike is behind Ariel, Ariel Atkins, Alicia Gray, Kelsey, and Ryan to me. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. That's what I like. So wait, wait, wait. So you got Ariel, Alicia, Kelsey Mitchell, Ryan, and Arike in that order. Okay. And then Sue. <laughs> and then Sue. Okay. So who else you got in there? Well, so I think that's like your last like four, right? Because you had Sue and then Ryan and then or sorry, Sue, then Arike, then Ryan, then So yeah. would you so would you put Chelsea Gray above them? Mm. 
I, w- I wouldn't. Okay. Where not, would she? Not this season. Where not so far. Fit, where would she fit into your equation? At? Dang. Okay. You know what? Take her out and put in AP. Okay. Ooh. So bump Ooh. everyone up one and put AP on the list. Where's AP going? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I, judging by your list, I would have her probably between Kelsey and Ryan myself. Okay, so put AP above Ryan. Look at that. This is so funny. This is this is I like Bailey doing a jigsaw puzzle. Hey, <laughs> yeah, because I can't see him, bro. <laughs> I can share my screen if you want me to. Oh no, it's okay. We are right. working it out. Alright, so then is Chelsea Gray on your list at all now? No, I replaced her with Okay. AP. What about Derrica Hamby? Does she fit into this and Kalia Copper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they where are they going? Where they, like were. they were yeah, it sounds like they were around like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, where where they were on the list. So Kalia was twenty two on the list, Derek was twenty one on the list. Are we sticking oh, with that? Man. Are we putting yeah. them at seventeen, eighteen and then No, no, no. This is some Akil level preparation, I gotta tell you. <laughs> yeah, all right. So so where where you want where you want uh Dierica and Kali at? Put them at twenty one, twenty two. At twenty one and twenty two, so behind AP. Got it. No AP, AP made it all the way to the top twenty just by Chris and not having a list written down. This is impressive. Uh, <laughs> all no. right, so do you want them behind um, Kelsey Mitchell or behind Alicia Gray? No. Keep everything the same, but okay. Kalia is switch Kalia and AP. Okay. Switch their spots and then that's it. So we're we're adding Kalia Copper in here above AP. And then AP is going to go I think 20 20 second. I think right. that's where she was. I mean where Copper was. We going we going to figure this out. And then is Dierica Hamby in your keeper, list. keeper, keeper where she is. 21. 21. Okay, I'm gonna get this right. All right, so let's see. Hold on. So now tell me if this sound right. You got Ariel Atkins, Alicia Gray, Kelsey Mitchell, Talia Copper, Derrica Hamby, AP, Ryan, Arike, and Sue. Did I do the puzzle correctly? You didn't because I said take two off. And replace her with who? It was. You, you, told already, me take you already replaced off. Chelsea Gray. Yeah, you told me to take Chelsea off. Okay, put Chelsea at the bottom, take two off. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So I really thought I had someone on my side here getting keeping Sue Bird on the list. So Carissa, final list is Ariel, Alicia. Kelsey Mitchell, Kalia Copper, Derrica Hamby, AP, Ryan, Enrique, and Chelsea. How does yep. that sound? It is what it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I love that logic. I respect it. You it's not like we're them. making and breaking careers out here with the No, list. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> hey, man, look. When we all have first team... When we all have all WTN votes, you know, then we'll then we'll be worried about that. All right, Corey, let's hear your sixteen through twenty-five. 
right. I, I have Ariel Atkins at 16. Okay. I have Alicia Gray at 17. Ooh. My newcomer to the list, I have Ezzie Magbagord at 18. Okay, okay. I like it. I think she's such an absurd defender that I can overlook some of the other shortcomings, which even still, like, she's shooting like 37% from three on minimal attempts, albeit, but here we are. Um, Derrica Hamby at 19. Mm. I have Bree Jones at 20. Mm-mm. I have Emma Meesemann at 21. I don't like, even that still feels weird because, like, I actually. Like I keep like going back and forth because I think that that group there is all very close. Like even like sixteen to twenty one, I think is is its own group for me. And I think that if I had them in any order, I'd feel good about it or not good about it depending on the day. But yeah, uh, I have Subert at at, at, at twenty two. I don't care. I don't care. I think that, and I think that this is obviously one of the biggest arguments that I that I will have with Bailey. Actually, when we talk about talent, is I think that being like I, I think that your impact on a winning team matters. And I think that she has impact on a team that I think is contending for a title. Whereas you can make all the finger points you want. I understand that she is a turnstile on defense. I'm no, not even no, 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 no. I actually have a legitimate question. Like this is not even a serious question. Please. You have her over Jewel Lloyd? Yes, I have Joel Lloyd 25th. I, I, I think that. Wow. I'm, I'm really down on Joel this year. I think that wow. she's. Wow. Well, I mean, what did I say earlier about an inefficient gunner? I just like she's shooting sub 40% from the field. Like, I mean, I agree with you. She hasn't had a great year, but like below Bird, my guy, Corey. Okay, uh, so other than points, what is Jolie doing right now? Because she's a solid defender, but never taking the number one guard anymore because you have Bree January. She's averaging, uh, what, 2.6 assists per game? Like, congratulations, you average 16 points. You take 20 shots. Like, what do I, like, that's just not impressive to me. I, I think hey, that. So each their own, my boy. It, to quote Carissa, it is what it is. So who's She's 23 a, and 24? I'm, uh, let me just leave it with you with this, Bailey. If you're at, taking 14 and a half shots per game and only averaging 16.3 points per game, the math ain't mathing for me, dog. Hey, that's not good efficiency. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, I'm just saying 25 seems hella low. Well, yeah, you could switch her with either, any of the next three, honestly. Like, I have a Rike 23, and I wanted to have her lower, but I thought that I was being a hater. So I was happy to see how low okay. y'all had her. Again, like I said, if like if she's thrown more impressive passes lately. I got into it with not got into it, but Tariq made me look at passes last night. Whenever she threw passes, I was like, congratulations, she knows how to pass finally. Um, and then I have Ryan Howard twenty fourth. I think that Ryan's been great, but again, the, there are fourteen fourteen point seven points on on thirty seven percent from the field and thirty three point eight from from three. I I just I don't like inefficiency, so I, I'm always going to be a little bit harder on that. I'm probably too hard on Joel Lloyd, but I just think that it's a it's a huge down year, and I think that to me, uh, like all throughout the year, I think she's been their fourth best player. I, I like I just think that she does bring more defensively than Sue. I'll give her that, but I think Sue is such a such a significantly better playmaker, and she's still extremely efficient from three. I like mm-hmm. I I know I'm in the minority. I know that most people would, would laugh and say get Sue right off the list. I I just. I don't think I like. I just don't like what Joel Lloyd's done this year. I think I, I I was pretty close to bumping her off the list. I bumped Chelsea Gray off instead, in case you like it, like if it wasn't clear who I bumped off, and it was close there. I, I think that I actually, if I was even more being like even more what I preferred, I would have Chelsea Gray on over probably a couple people. But I don't think that that would be accurately reflecting what she's done this year because she has taken such a step back. But I would prefer her games to the likes of Joel Lloyd and Arigue Gumbawale. That's just so interesting. Like. 
I I have Jewel a lot lower than ESPN did too. Like I'm not again not saying that it's blasphemous to talk about the year she is having or not having by her standards, but I can't say she's been less impactful than Sue. I just can't do that. But I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be the first to say like of all the teams in W, I watch them the least. Like I absolutely say that. So if I've missed something. Like I, I keep track of what they do, but I don't watch a lot of their games with my own two eyes. I just value playmaking pretty highly, and I, I like, and that's that's certainly a bias. It's it, like, I, I, but I think that like if you're someone that's going to be able to be, I, I like, it might be the only elite skill that Sue has left in terms of like on court statistical production. But if she's still going to be an elite playmaker, that's always going to get you a little bit like rather than being a gunner for me that that's absolutely just something that I like more than others. But I think if you're they're they're pushing to be like, I didn't think they'd be a contender this year. I really didn't. And I think they are right now. And obviously that's largely because of Stewie and largely because of as he taking a step forward. Um, I just think it's more because of Sue than it is because of Joel. And I I don't think most people will agree with me, but that's fine. I like, I don't mind being different. What were your 16 through 25 Bailey? My 16 through 25 is pretty interesting. I think uh, I think there's a lot of things we disagree on and things we do agree on. Uh, I also have Arrow Atkins, number 16. Y'all know I love Arrow Atkins, like, to death. So um, I do feel like she's on that same level as Kylie Copper, but uh, maybe she's, like, right behind her. Uh, then I I have Kelsey Mitchell, number 17. Um, I, I agree with you, Corey. A lot of what she does is just on a bad team. And I think in a in a better situation, I think she would have been an all star if she was on pretty much any other team. I think she should have been an all star. I, uh, I just want someone to tell me why she, why Rika Gumbawale is better than her. I just don't get it. She's, she's just I not. just don't think she is. Um, even for like your son, have put her in clamps all year, but like she's still her self creation chops are great. Her passing is really good, and I I just. I don't know like how her numbers look, but I I think she's a better defender than she gets credit for. Um, I just think she gets I think she's better all around. She gets credit for mostly because of where she plays. I have Alicia Gray next. To interrupt real quick before we get off, Kelsey, would you say she's the most underrated player in the league? Because I legitimately think she is. Possibly, I would have to think on that one some more. Chris, do you think she's the most underrated player in the league? Or are you going to pick uh, like Dana Evans or Alex Quigley? <laughs> Uh, I I don't know, but I wouldn't pick those. I wouldn't pick those two. I I just I always throw some random sky players. Azra, that's where she's gonna Azra. go. Azra, oh yeah, she's, she's. I don't think Azra is that um underrated. Yeah, because she's she's really coming to her own, and people are noticing. So. Oh, absolutely! I'm just mentioning. Again, I was doing the same thing as Bailey and just mentioning sky players. That's it's all. Definitely <laughs> Lee Guru. But um. But yes, yeah, so I uh, Ariel, Kelsey Mitchell, Alicia Gray, Emma Meesman, and then I have a Rigay twenty. Um, I I know I've had my qualms with her, but she has had a very legitimate positive impact on Dallas this year more than usual, in my opinion. Yeah, there are times when I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have shot that, or yeah, you should have passed that, or whatever. Like, there's still plenty of qualms there and issues that I have with her game, but like. I've seen, I've seen, uh, and really from kind of Dallas as a whole, I've seen a lot of more positives than usual in places where there are usually some negative, but there's still a lot of negative. But they're a really weird team uh, this year. 
in that really weird category. Like last year, they were in that just bad category. This year, they're in that kind of weird middle area. Um, and then I have Jewel. I have Jewel 21st. Uh, so, yeah, that's like I said, that's uh, seven spots down. But I, I do think she's still up there. I have Ryan 22nd. I have my two additions to the list at 23 and 24. I have Natasha Cloud. She was on and, that short list of cuts for me. Yeah, I have Natasha Cloud. She's last time I checked leading the league in assist. Um, her development on the off, like, I know her percentage isn't good, but she's a more willing shooter and that has weight. Uh, still a great defender. I love her leadership as a whole. She's a player that, if you watched her growth with the Mystics and the growth of the Mystics around her, you can really see just the overall development and developing together, uh, which I think is really cool. 24th, I have Ezzy Magwagor as well. Uh, All-world defender. I, I think she's probably like third in defensive player of the year, I think is where I would have her after we spoke about it. And like you said, a, a good shooter. Does a lot of interesting things on offense and kind of plays probably third fiddle on that storm team. But sometimes being a great third fiddle is all you need to be. I think she could be more than that. I'm very high on her potential as a player. Don't know if we'll see it in Seattle with the way they're currently built, but I do think this year is a great stepping stone for her. And I think that she Mostly gets like her defense alone puts her into this category, but her offense is not a a bad uh like a detriment. And then I kept I kept Chelsea Gray. I put her at twenty five. Um, I do think her impact gets understated in Vegas, some, but I think she's averaging six assists still, a career high in steals. Last time I checked, and while she may not get as many shots and buckets as she used to. She can still do it. It's just a matter of when and where, picking her spots. And I mean, I'm also a little biased. I love Chelsea Gray. So, I mean, I had her at 26. So it's not like it, yeah. like I bumped her off the list, but it's not far. So, so, so that it's interesting you say that. Um, I just kind of wanted to go behind my curtain a little bit, and because I made a whole list, I made a list. I went through every team and just picked players that I thought yeah. were like maybe could make an argument or like may have a case if I sat down and thought about it. And I've got that whole that whole list of who was left right here. And I don't have them in any order, but okay. they're right there. But I did want to say or acknowledge um, there are three players who I think would no doubt be in this list, if not for other circumstances, like Minaj Laney, if she was not hurt, I think would undeniably be here. Nafisa Collier also. And then obviously BG would absolutely be here. Uh, so I think maybe – in a 3.0, we may have Benaja and Fee to add here. Um, and then, you know, BG is a little harder to kind of gauge. And I, I've said before, I don't know if she even comes back to playing. And I would not hold that against her. I fully understand. But uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see how adding those three back would affect these lists. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I think that 
and I think that's kind of what we said the whole time, right? It's kind of what we said all season. All of that is that uh, we keep talking about how deep this league is and how how awesome it is with like the place that it's in. But like that tells you to you right there the fact that like we have those like I, we we struggled to an extent to make a top twenty five list, and you're missing. I mean, BG's a top ten player when she's here. I would argue that Nafisa Collier is a top ten player in the league when she's on the court, and like you said, I think Benajah's top twenty. Like I, I think that this league is, is so talented right now. And then you see like the Nolissa Smiths or the Shakira Austins who aren't quite there yet, but you, you see them coming. You see, you see that growth coming. Um, yeah. I, I think that I, I'm not going to be like, you know, these people that still felt the need to mention Diana Taurasi on the outside looking in. I, I don't think she's there. I like the shot of Ariel Powers by Chris. I think that, that she's, she's on that track right now. I think she's been fantastic this year, especially the last month. The league's in a great place. That's what I. That's what I really reinforced whenever I was doing this list. Was man, am I excited for where the league's at? Yeah, I like. I mean, looking at my list, like I have Liz, Tina, Natasha, Howard. I put a diamond on my list. You know, mm. I thought. I thought. You know, maybe if I looked at the look at it with a squint and turn my head thirty two degrees to the left, maybe I could put her in there. But uh, but I even looked at like Marina Mabry, uh, as a possible. Uh, Tiffany Hayes, when she gets back to 100% form, maybe she might get in there again. Like, these are just players I thought about. I have Nalissa on here. Cheyenne Parker came to mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying these are players that could be there, but I do think they are players that would be – like, that. I probably have top 40 is yeah. what I'm getting at, like, right here. But And uh, don't judge me. Hanzu was on my list. Oh, my God. I was going to say the same thing, and I thought you would judge me. I think that – no, Hanzu is a star, bro. She is like fantastic. I'm stunned by how much better she gets week to week. It's man, that's that's awesome for them. I'm I'm. Is she in the art? Like, is she in the? I don't think she'll get it because I think her teammate will get it. She has to be in the conversation for most improved, right? I don't see why she wouldn't be. Just because, like, when's the last time she played in the league? I guess that's the only thing to kind of throw things off. I'm not 100% certain. Because I know it's before I watched. So that's why I'm like, as I derail the podcast by asking a question that no one knows the answer to. 2019. So, like, (laughs) to come back from 2019 where she played 18 games, 7.9 minutes per game and averaged three points and less than a rebound per game to where she's at right now, I think is just absurd, especially for taking off the last what 2020 2021 like that's that's crazy i'm i'm so impressed by her yeah so carissa who who would be who were some of your uh honorable mentions um you named a few gabby uh, yeah definitely <laughs> gabby um who else hey rebecca gardner Knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, she had her first career double double last night. Yep, I would say Azaree. Um, I would say Brittany Sykes. Oh, um, uh, there's there's quite a few. It goes back to what Corey said. Like, just so talented, so hard to stay in the league. Yeah, and that's also part of the reason why. And I was so surprised that. Dewana Bonner just broke into what the, the what place scoring like twelfth, and I was like, 
Well, I, like I, I, I watch Dewana Bonner every day or every game, and I just don't see that kind of player. I don't think she like the fact that that kind of like someone who is twelfth in, in the league in scoring and still theoretically in her prime is not someone we even considered for like our top thirty ish. I think that kind of tells you exactly where the league's at, right? I think even even two years ago she was like a hundred percent in the, in this kind of ranking. And I don't necessarily think she's gotten worse. I think the league's gotten better. And like, obviously that sounds like I'm taking shots at the one upon her and to an extent I am, but I also like, like I said, I just think the fact that she's like, even on, on, on my team, like she's like the fourth or fifth best player. That's crazy. Like that's not where the league was a couple of years ago. Or you need to go back and watch some OG to want I know. I know. I, but like, see, Trust It'll just make you. me more mad is because like, I want her to, I'll want her to be that on my team. And instead I get someone who's screaming and slapping her hands while the ball's in the middle of the paint. So we'll see. Here's the thing, right? She always has done that. Oh, great. But like, trust me, like Duana was. Incredible. So she was, a, she at least used to be efficient is what you're telling me. You know, I don't know what her stats say. I don't know how the efficiency was because I was a younger fan then and I was not watching with the same scope. I just know she used to get buckets. Okay. I just, she did that. Well, she did it the first season in Connecticut too. And then, you know, John Claude Jones came back and Bree Jones started being really good. And yeah, it's maybe she needs to adjust, but I digress. I could, I could, I could, I Bailey gets enough of my rants about the one Bonner while the games are on. He does not need it here on the podcast. It, it's a beautiful thing, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I remember watching Dewana like in Phoenix yeah, like she was just a flat out bucket. Like, well, maybe she can go back there. I would happily trade her for Skylar Diggins Smith yesterday. Like, let's let's keep in mind she scored. She was a twenty point per game scorer in twenty twelve. She was a twenty point per game scorer in twenty twenty, I believe. Nineteen point seven. Yeah. Like, never had a single digit scoring year. I will say though, these efficiencies are. Career 41, 30, 86. I will uh, let you do with that what you please. But I, again, bucket. That, you know, that's something. <laughs> when you tell me she's a bucket and she averaged, her career averages five made baskets per, five made buckets per game. I feel like that tells me all I need to know about a player that uh, I feel like I'm actually getting increasingly more correct on, though. But if you keep shooting, eventually you'll get into the top 10 in scoring. I'm about to say, I ain't say she was an efficient bucket. You ain't got to be efficient to be a bucket. You know, you know, if you shoot 13 times for 10 years, it, I can see how you can make it into the top 10 in scoring. That, that I guess that counts for something. Corey, you are so shady, bro. I, you know, the word compiler comes to mind, but that does it for this week. <laughs> On Revel Edition, we will be back next week talking about if any trades end up happening by the end of the evening or the weekend that was in the WNBA. Maybe we'll have a case study on DeWanna Bonner. Who knows? Oh, don't do that to me. That, we'll save that for the offseason whenever I come on the pod and end up on the floor again. We will catch you next week on Revel Edition. <laughs>